bit of a different one today. I'm, I'm going to be put on the hot seat by you, Mr. Adrian Bosman, about, oh yeah, I don't know what we want to call it, dad fitness, new baby, uh, my schedule being just utterly and completely destroyed by a young infant and trying to stay in shape. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you. <laughs> File under the game of life. Yes, Pat. yes, yes. So I, I, I guess, think that's it. I guess for the for the viewers at home who aren't aware of it, because why would you be? My wife and I just had our third child. We've got two boys, 10 and 12, and now we have a young 13-year-old, 13-week-old 13, 13 baby girl and having an infant in the house and two other boys. To say that whatever small amount of time I had to myself has been erased would be an understatement, <laughs> and I'm navigating this world and trying to stay in shape. So that's the premise of today's episode, how to pull it off. Well, let me preface this by saying that I uh, had the opportunity, I was telling you this offline, but I had the opportunity to um, have dinner with a, a good friend of mine who was actually the first person I started getting into CrossFit with, so shout out Sean Pizel. But uh, he was saying that he's listened to a few episodes of the podcast and he had some really high praise for you and he said that you oh, are boy. distinctly good at keeping the conversation focused on application to the every man or every person. Yes. For the gentler time of 2021. But uh, sounds like you're hanging out being... with smart people. <laughs> Sean is a smart guy. <laughs> I, will, I will absolutely uh, agree to that. But that being said, I think that this uh, is really kind of a testament to that is that you are putting your money where your mouth is. Mm. You have a full schedule as an understatement. You know, three kids, one of them fresh out the oven. Mm -hmm. And I want to start big picture and then kind of narrow down into the day to day. But big picture, before you had your most recent child, you had some long-term training goals in mind. And I think, you know, we both kind of share the same view of training for life. Mm -hmm. Has anything in that domain shifted in your mind pre and post having a daughter? Oh, yes and no. So no meaning I'm still not training for some upcoming competition. Or I'm still training for life, for longevity, for sustainability, for a high quality of life as long as possible. That still hasn't changed. I think what has maybe just been modified or uh, refocused in the last 13 weeks is I kind of feel like I am in a maybe a a maintenance mode or a sustaining mode. Like I don't expect during this phase that I'm at right now to be telling you about all these new PRs that are happening because <laughs> I'm sleep deprived and all these things. And so it's not ideal in those situations. So I'm just trying to keep the body moving, keep as much rust off as possible and maintain as much of my work capacity as I can so that when life gets back to normal, I'm good to go and I'm not coming back from some massive deficit. Got it. So it sounds like you're almost a little bit more focused on the short term than maybe you have been in a while. Yeah, the short term, just moving my body is now the focus and getting, you know, get the heart rate up, get a good sweat. If I could touch some external load, that's great. And you know, what's funny is the last, she's about 13 and a half weeks right now, the last 13 and a half weeks, oddly, even though they have been profoundly stressful, have been refreshing in a way, and I'll, I'll let you know why. So uh, to paint the picture as well, 
So this is my my first child from day one. I came into my two boys' lives as their stepfather. They were three and five, so I missed the first one, two, and three you know years. Like I said, they're ten and twelve now, so it's been quite a bit. But our baby Lane, although I love her dearly, Boz, she is <laughs> a hand grenade. She she oh I believe it. She's got some I don't want to say issues, but she has like severe colic. Or, or reflux, and anybody who's unfamiliar with what that means, oh, it's it's not good. It only affects a very small yeah. number of babies, but basically colic means, fussy would be a nice way to put it. What happens is, colic is defined as like a baby that screams for more than, not cries, but like screams for more than three to five hours a day for no reason whatsoever. Oh, wow. So they're fed... They're happy. The diapers are like they should have. They should be content, but they are screaming bloody murder no matter what. That's the baby that we have. So this is my first. And on top of that, a quote unquote normal baby or regular, you know, that doesn't have colic or reflux. From my understanding, because this is my first baby, but when I meet everyone, I meet they're like, no, no, it's not supposed to be like this. You could set a normal baby down on their back, for example, in like a little play area, and they're looking up a little light with some music, and they'll kind of entertain themselves for 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes. And then mom and dad can actually do things that they have to do with a baby with colic or reflux or whatnot, since they're just screaming like they're being skinned alive 24 hours a day, they actually are like glued to you or you have to move them from station to station to station constantly to try to distract them so they're not, I mean, I don't mean crying, I mean screaming at the top yeah. of their lungs. Um, so I've had a, I'm sure just a regular baby is really tough, a huge disruption to your life. I don't know how I'm gonna get in sleep or fitness, but the baby that we are currently dealing with has been, incredibly, incredibly challenging, which is why hopefully if I have found some ways in this situation to still make some fitness happen, it can help almost any parent out there. So circling back to what yeah. I was saying about it, in a crazy way, this has been somewhat refreshing, um, is it, all the pressure's gone. Like since life's so hectic now and I'm so darn tired and I have these small moments to work out, and I'm not under any illusions that I should PR or whatnot, I walk out into the garage and even if it's a repeat workout, instead of feeling maybe some anxiety of like, ah, I know mm. what my time was on Helen last time, I just know, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go for a jog, gonna swing the kettlebell a little bit, gonna do some pull-ups. It's gonna be calm and easy. And I'm just, I'm moving my body for the sake and love and benefit of moving my body without any pressure. And that in a weird way, has been like a silver lining and it's it's brought a little bit of joy back as crazy as that is. Yeah, so the win becomes just getting out and doing it as opposed to the end result. Huge. The result is secondary. Hey, Huge if you do well, win. That's, that's a cherry on top, but Huge win, 100%. Day, yep. Yeah, so just getting out there, you've already you've already won. So that's a great attitude. Agreed. I feel like that's a good attitude to spill over to, you know, people like myself. I'm not in that situation at all. But I can certainly feel that pressure of, oh, I've done this workout oh, in the past. Yeah. Oh, I've been training for X amount of time. I should be here. I should, you know, be able to do this. And it's, that can instead really instead of just doing it because I don't know, it's what you should do to stay healthy and it's a great, exactly. a great 20, 30, 60 minutes that you have and go have some fun. Yeah. 
So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the time that you've spent doing fitness stuff now versus then. Has there been okay. a radical shift in that or is it something <laughs> that you yes. have kind of kept consistent? Yes, there has. So I would say previously, well, I train five days on, or not five days on, but five days out of every seven I would train. Okay. And, and actually that has stayed pretty darn good. So in the last 13 and a half weeks, I've only missed two workouts in 13 and a half weeks. And one wow. of them- It's impressive. One of them was during the two days that we were trapped in the hospital while my wife gave birth. So, <laughs> so fair, you get a pass for that one. Yeah. So the consistency has actually been there, but the nature of the workouts, the time that I spend in the gym and the way that I'm approaching them and accomplishing them, that has changed dramatically. So previous to our baby girl, I had the time, so you know, I, I might give myself an hour. I didn't have to rush through the warm up. I could dilly dally and take my time. Uh, do a full warm up, um, make sure I was good to go for the workout. Do the workout, spend plenty of time cooling down, like you know, get in my stretching, mm -hmm. and that was that was the modus operandi every single solitary day. Since having the baby enter our life. I would say the average time that I have when I walk out into the gym or whatnot is 20 to 30 minutes is what I say. I've got to get it done, the whole nine yards. And it's usually not less than 20, it's usually not more than 30, and then I need to go and you know switch out because you know Emily would like to get in there and get some working out or the baby is you know, setting the house on fire. We gotta just take care mm -hmm. of that or whatever it is. So in the past 13 weeks, there have been days that I just worked out no warm up, no cool down. There have been days that I warmed up and I worked out, but I didn't have time for a cool down. And there are days that I worked out, didn't think I'd have time for a cool down and got one in, but there's only been like, starting in the last week or so, have there been a couple workouts that in the same session, <laughs> I got in a warm up, a workout <laughs> and a cool down. So it, it's kind of been a mixed bag depending upon the time that I have and then whether or not I can shortchange the warm-up or not is largely dependent upon what's on the docket that day for fitness yeah. and just what treats my body good or bad. But if you have 20 to 30 minutes is about what I can pull off. So other than the time frame and then maybe having to adjust warm-up and cool down like you've talked about, has there been a fundamental change in what you're doing in the gym as far as programming? Is it still kind of the same mix of conditioning workouts and strength and skill, or is there something that's been jettisoned? No, I'm doing this thing called CrossFit. And yeah, buddy. So whatever the workout of the day is, you know, at, at my affiliate, that's still what I'm doing. But I have given myself far more latitude and a wider strike zone to modify it or massage it in some way, shape or form. And then there are some days that I just might change completely. Okay, so let's say, for example, the workout of the day is one that is incredibly effective, not popular, but takes you a while to warm up, or you're, or you're going to tweak yourself like a 10 by 100 meter sprint. You don't yeah. want to rush into a 100 meter sprint or your hamstrings yeah. are going to just ping. So if you don't have time to warm up, that's not a good option. So if that was the workout of the day, on that day, I might do something like death by calories on the air bike, or death by calories on the rower, where 
there's kind of a built-in warm-up, right? In minutes one, yeah. two, three, four, and five. And it's probably not, unless you're a beast, which is not me, it's not going to take you longer than 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, if, you're, yeah. if you're still on the air bike at minute 20, <laughs> yeah, my, hat's, my hat's off to you. <laughs> so, you know, on a day like that, I'll be able to get in some sort of a conditioning. Now, is it the exact same as the 10 by 100? No, it's certainly not. You know, I'm not taking the rest intervals that I would. The amount of work is increasing. It's not, So, you know, I get that. But in the yeah. grand scope of things of me doing what I can do with the time frame that I have and making decisions, it works really, really well. So I could even do your favorite workout if I wanted to, like a death by 10 meter shuttle sprint, if I wanted to actually, Ugh, if I actually the worst. wanted to run, because again, I'll get in the warm up in minutes one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and I'm not going to be going at minute 20. It's going to be, it's going to have ended by then. So on days like that, I'll make some changes. Other things that I may have modified is, let's say the workout of the day was something like Fran. Everybody knows Fran, right? 2159, thrusters and pull-ups, 95-65. On something like that, if I walk into the gym and I don't have much time, and with somebody like me, where I've got plates and screws holding my pelvis together, and I don't get my first squat if I'm not warmed up is not going to be anywhere near parallel. Like it takes me a while to get below parallel, but hey, all of a sudden I don't have a lot of time to do a good warm up. I might do with something like Fran, I might pull out a pair of 25 pound dumbbells, 35s, and a pair of 50s and have three dumbbells sitting on the floor. And now I might get in the same amount of work at Fran, 45. 45 thrusters yeah. and 45 pull-ups, but I'll probably do it as five rounds of nine thrusters and nine pull-ups. And in that first round, I'll do nine thrusters with the light dumbbells, the 25s, and I'll probably do nine ring rows instead of pull-ups because I'm not warm. The second round, I'll grab the 35-pound dumbbells, nine thrusters, probably nine ring rows again. And then I have rounds three, four, and five left, and I'll probably have grabbed the 50-pound dumbbells and be doing kipping chin-over-bar pull-ups by that. And then I'm done. I walk back into the house. So there have been some times where, depending upon the, you know, the workout, I'll chop it up like that, mix it up like that. Yep. You know, increase the uh, dumbbells have been great because I don't have three barbells to line up with different weights, and that takes too long to load. So I just line up the dumbbells, good to go. And so I've done a lot of um, just modifications like that, and it's been an absolute yep. life lifesaver. Yeah, I used to call that concept the graduated warm up. And one of my favorite kind of lazy guy graduated warm-ups like that is a minute on your choice of, you know, cardio activity. It could be uh -huh. jog, bike, row, whatever. And then one round of Cindy. And that doesn't oh, need yeah. to be pull-ups, push-ups, air squats. That could be ring rows, you know, downward dog, mm -hmm. walk and lunge the first round. And then another minute on whatever your choice is. And then ramp it up a little bit for that second round of Cindy. Maybe the next one is strict pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats. And then the third round is if you've got a workout with some weight in it, maybe you start moving towards that. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's a 10-minute kind of deal. You feel great, and then you're ready to go. So I used to use that concept a lot. So it's cool to hear that you kind of have adopted that as part of your, your workout as well. Yeah, and, and I'll even... I might chop things up. So for example, the other day the baby was asleep, my wife was gone. And so I didn't know part of our baby having 
colic and reflux and all that is unfortunately she's also like a terrible sleeper so she doesn't take these long yeah, naps during the day which again would give you awesome time to do <laughs> little, stuff in your life <laughs> so she went to sleep and the workout of the day that i had to do which was a nasty one you should you should give it a whirl was 21 15 9 of a devil's press with a pair of 35 pound dumbbells paired with a knees to elbows oh, and so yeah. i brought into my living room a mat and the dumbbells and the pull-up bars in the garage, and I just started working out. And so I'd kind of do half the workout in the house, half the workout in the garage. So I was never outside of the house for more than a set of 21, 15, or 9 knees to elbows. So yep. the point being, if the baby ever started crying, I wouldn't have not heard her for more than like a minute or two. And so I, you know, and yep. yes, I had to walk from my living room through the laundry room into the garage, which I'm sure I could have got a faster time, but I didn't mind the extra time. As well, I, I was going to say that's that definitely means the program doesn't work if you right. have to, if you have a transition time between exercises. No, just the fitness right. does not accumulate. That's, exactly. that's a, written down somewhere in a sport psychophysiology so, text. I'm so sure I've done some, some stuff like that as well. Just you know, kind of just making it happen, and fitness has still happened. So I consider it just yeah. a huge win. Okay, so next question about kind of timing and stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I've known you for a while and I, I've known you to be a pretty disciplined guy, pretty routine oriented in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, before your baby, were you working out at the same time every day? Did you have a schedule for that? And has that maintained or is it kind of catch as catch can now? Yeah. And, and how, if, if it's, if it has gone catch as catch can, how difficult has that been for you to adjust to? Pre-baby, it was generally... I would say a mid to late afternoon is when I would work out. You know, okay. mor mornings had stuff going on, got to get the kids out the door, get them fed, get them to school, get the day going, you're on the computer, lunch happens. And somewhere between lunch and dinner, I would try to sneak out into the garage and get it done. Because then once the kids got home from school, there's afternoon yep. sports and activities, the day just gets away from you. So that's generally when I would when I would get it in. And I had the flexibility to do it, you know, because... The kids were at school. We didn't have another baby, so nothing was pre preventing me from walking into the garage for 45 minutes or an hour. Now, um, since a small little infant is now dictating my life and my schedule, <laughs> it, it could be at any time. It's usually not in the mornings anymore, just because mornings are still occupied with got our two boys that we have to get off, get going and all that, and now the baby's up and we're dealing with that. So it's still, it's still usually during that time frame in the afternoon, somewhere between lunch and dinner. But the only difference is, instead of me choosing when I'm going to work out, it will become very obvious that it's now or never. You know, and whatever I'm yep. doing, wherever I am with my work, I need to make the decision: can I pause what I'm doing, hit the garage for 25 minutes, come back out, and then restart? You know, or you know, with things that my wife has going on, she'll enter my office and be like, look, the baby just went down. If you're going to do it, you got to do it now. And I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. So, and so yep. Time I've, to go. I've done that. And that's, so it's been, it's been still during that between lunch and dinner window, but I'm just not in control of when it is during that window. And got it. Um, I've just had to have the discipline for once I get back, you know, Again, there might be no cool down. So just how it is, I might walk back at, into the house dripping with sweat and just have to towel off my hands and start typing at my computer again because 
got to get back to work. And that's just, oh, well, you know, if the baby stayed asleep, I could have got cleaned up a little bit, but the baby didn't stay asleep. So it's been, it's been less than (laughs) ideal, but yeah, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways actually. And then I know everybody's life is different. Everybody's resources that they have available is different. Whether people have family close or not close that can help them, I, I get, I get that. But for what I have experienced thus far in the first 13 weeks or so, I guess my quick little summary is, as a new dad or whatnot, staying in shape and getting in your workouts, it's not impossible. It's just really difficult, but it's certainly yeah. possible. And you're going you to be committed. You're going to be have to be committed, and you're going to have to just make some sacrifices in some other areas of your life. It might be, hey, when somebody goes, hey, you keeping up on the latest series on Netflix? Your answer is, no, I am not. I, have, I don't have any clue what's there, there because the small window of time that I have available, I've chosen to go out into the gym. So again, it's not impossible. It's just, you just got to make that commitment. That's all. Yeah. Well, and this is, uh, I'm going to go big picture again here. This is what I think is so interesting about a situation like yours or like anybody's life situation that slowly but surely or due to some major event they don't have the same schedule that they had in the past Mm -hmm. and they have to start making choices like you're making to me it seems common and you know full disclosure i'm not a parent not yet maybe someday Uh, but but it seems common to me that in the face of more responsibility and more things added onto one's plate the common response is to start whittling away the things that are really beneficial to you, the individual. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's a dangerous road to go down because eventually there comes a point where all of these things that you did that were strictly for your benefit, they fall apart to the point that you are no longer able to do the things that you once were. And I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking about, you know, you can start to fall into a depressive state, you can start sure. to, you know, just, just fall apart, like physically and, and uh, mentally. Um, so is that something that you think about is not only the importance of maintaining some of that boundary to take care of yourself in a way that you know is going to be good for you long term, but do you also consider that as something that is important for you to kind of project forward to your kids? Because yeah, ultimately they're going to have to make those decisions at some point in their life to say, no, I need to do this for myself, and I have to draw this clear boundary. Boz, this is a sip of water question. I'm going to get a sip of water. That's a, yeah, I, I, did, I just gave you a lob over the home plate with that one. Well, <laughs> super, super not simple. Even, not even just a lob, but now, not to go down a rabbit hole, but you, know, you and I both have very, in the CrossFit world anyway, public personas okay so there's a fair amount of your life that's shared to people and that probably to some degree i'm going to guess makes you covet the private part of your life that you have even a little bit more you know so something is intimate to your friends and your family and it's special because you just don't willy-nilly give it up to everybody you 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 know it it means something to you all right so now i'm having this debate as to whether or not i should share or overshare so all right, we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a real genuine moment here, right? And and, and okay. all of this has been real, but now just you know, some some straight talk is, you know, in regards to your question, it's been profoundly difficult to find that balance. Like mm-hmm. profoundly difficult. And 
again, I don't know what it's like to have a baby that doesn't have issues, but all I can say is bringing this little human being into the world that under normal circumstances would have a tremendous amount of needs and force mm-hmm. everyone in the house to not be selfish at all because all of a sudden this little baby needs everything done for 24 hours a day and little things you used to do in your leisure time well now they disintegrate and go away and it can be really hard for that for you not to miss that or to cause resentment or you know to cause some mm-hmm. other sort of thing because we used to enjoy A, B, C, or D, and it helped keep you sane, and it helped make, and now it's gone. Uh, and just the stress that a baby that never stops screaming and needs constant care, and you can never get a break, and everybody's sleep deprived, and why is she screaming again? Uh, that's very stressful in a relationship very, very stressful. Everyone's on their last straw. Everyone's walking around with the hammer cocked back and all the slack out of the trigger, just waiting to squeeze a round off. (laughs) I mean, that's, and you're still have to, and life doesn't care. You still got to get the other two kids to keep going. Still still got to do the laundry, still got to get them fed, still got to go to the grocery store, still got to pay the bills. Nobody cares that you're tired. No, like life has to move forward. Um, you know, I used to read, not, not, it doesn't sound like a lot, 10 pages a day in a book was something I very much look forward to every day. Just 10 pages. That's not a big ask, mm-hmm. right? But sit my coffee every morning and read 10 pages. I haven't done that in 13 weeks. Like I have not had the actual amount of free time to read 10 pages. That does not take a lot of time. And so it can be really challenging as just a regular human that has a, a range of emotions to not be bitter and resentful and and, and just go down to a dark negative place. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- yes, to answer your question, a lot of that stuff about self-care, it becomes really important. And if you didn't have good communication in your relationship or there were some stress points, you're going to be in serious trouble because you're going to have sure. to be able to communicate to your partner, to your spouse or whatnot. Hey, I don't know what you got going on right now, but just so you know, I am at my breaking point and I am about to lose it. I, I need an hour by myself or I'm going to jump off a cliff. And so, um, you know, those those situations absolutely have been happening, continue to happen. And there has been a ton of just growth that has no matter however much Emily and I thought we were ready to bring this little girl into the world, she had different plans. And so <laughs> and so it has been a lot of adjustments, a lot of on the go, a lot of learning and actually just being open to talking about exactly what you're saying. Like, hey, I need an hour to myself for some self-care or some quiet or whatever it has to be, or I'm not going to be a productive member of this family for a while. So I, I need that. And both of us have had those conversations and they're very important. Yeah, so, sure. so yeah, it's been, it's been real, my friend. It's been rugged. I believe it. I believe it. But I, yeah, I guess that does, uh, the, the, the second part of that, I'm going to push you a little bit was, you know, I think there is a tendency with hardworking people like yourself to fall into this trap of, I have to just work harder. I have to start sacrificing all of the things for my family. And, and yes, I think there is a certain degree of necessity to that. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of that, 
if that's all you do, and then your kids start to see only that adulthood is nothing but sacrifice and toil, right? That becomes problematic too. So is that is that something that is actively a consideration of yours? Is that it's important for you to model in a way that your kids see that oh, you know, dad still takes some time to do the things that he needs to be able to do, and that's important. Is that yes. something that's at the forebrain, or is that just kind of in the mix? tacitly yes to both it is it is at the forefront because that has actually been it's been at the forefront in general because that is one of my yeah uh tragic you know flaws yeah it's great to be a hard worker but uh you don't get an award for dying at your desk and right. you know while you're doing that life is passing you by experience is passing you by so um being present in the moment actively engaged and and, and actually the life that's happening in front of us, you know, whether it's with our new daughter or our, our two boys, that is something that is just one of my continual points that I need to focus on, even pre-baby. I just need to, because the work will never stop. And so I need to make sure that I can sure. disconnect. You always and, find and actually, some more. Yep. Actually live life and be invested in the moments and making some memories and all that. It's been really important now with the little girl as well, because you know, and Emily and I talked about this, what we didn't want to have happen was even a child that didn't have the issues that ours does, you bring this new child in, they're a huge, oh, it's not nice to describe a child as a time suck, but they're a huge time <laughs> suck, right? And so any, all the time, basically, if you, you can only slice a pie into so many slices, sure. right? There's only 24 hours in a day. So if you were giving a certain amount of time to ourselves or to our other two children or whatnot, and now this baby comes in and has a big slice of that pie, well, everybody else's slice just got a little smaller. Yeah. And so now you're also on top of everything else and all the other stressors, trying to take care of yourself, trying to take care of the family, trying to pay the bills, trying to get everything done on schedule. You have to make sure that your other two kids that are now undoubtedly getting a smaller slice of the pie just, just due to the economics of how time works that they don't feel slighted, that they don't feel less important, that they don't feel not loved. And so that has, that's being combated by actually being actively engaged in conversations and making sure that you're just not falling into some rut and you know, so-and-so can take care of themselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it has been something that has been on the forefront of our mind that we're actively talking about and dealing with. And, and I'm sure that we don't do it right all the time. You know, it's a it's a tightrope that you try to walk and you sometimes you fall on one side, you fall on the other, you dust yourself off, you figure out why did I fall, get some lessons learned, try to do it better the next day. And I've had a lot of conversations, you know, just with our boys, just open, frank conversations, because since our young, little daughter just does scream her head off all the time, like, <clears throat> I don't want you two to grow up thinking your sister's just annoying and you don't like her <laughs> because all she does, as far as, as, far as <laughs> yeah. you can tell is take up your time and make a tremendous amount of noise. And so we've, we've had to have just a lot of conversations. So in an, in an other way, it's kind of brought people closer or opened up lines of communication because stress has a tendency to do that. And it has also made, I think, I think circling back to your question, the time, again, personal time, self-care, it has really highlighted to me how important it is that even if it is only 25 minutes that I get that time in the gym because mm, that sure. is my self-care. And just as we all know, well, hold on, would you is, say, would you say it's your linchpin? 
Ooh, there you go. Yes, yes. Well played. Well played. <laughs> had to do yeah. it. Had to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you the five bucks for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, we all know how therapeutic working out is, how much of a stress relief it is. So even if I'm not raining PRs these days because I'm just so tired every day, it's so good for my soul and so absolutely yeah. mission critical to my mental health to get into the garage and get a sweat going and get below parallel that I can't imagine being in the situation that I'm in now and not moving my body on a regular right. basis. I don't know what my stress relief would be, but it probably wouldn't be a positive one. Yeah, great point. That's uh, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. There's plenty of ways to relieve stress, many of which are not gonna be helpful to you or anybody <laughs> around you right. in the long term. Yeah, yeah, good, good point. Um, okay, so let's get back to kind of some specifics. I'll, I'll do some okay. shorter questions here. First question, and I'm, I'm going to kind of lead the witness a little bit with this series, but first question, how long have you been training? And it doesn't need to be like a big answer about, well, I started doing biceps curls in high school, but like CrossFit style training, how long have you been at Cross, CrossFit, just over 16 years. Okay, so quite a bit of time under your belt. How long do you think you would have needed to have been training to enter into this phase and have the habit just kind of as a given. Obviously, oh. you still have to make the decision every day, but you've got enough runway behind you that it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. How long do you think you need to have been doing that to make that be just ingrained? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, and I guess it's just it's a bit of a guess. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, even pre-CrossFit, working out was a part of my life where it was just part of my schedule. And so luckily I, I entered CrossFit with that kind of discipline already there. But uh, I would say, you know, if, if somebody hadn't been doing this six months or more, a year or more, like whatever, whatever period of time you had to do that you actually saw, reaped the benefits, understood how beneficial it was, even though it was a time commitment and you knew that if I didn't do it, I would lose these positive attributes you know, that would, that would be it. But I, I'm not quite sure. But luckily, luckily, I knew that no matter what, I got to make this happen. Whatever the time available is that day, whatever the workout looks like, but not doing it is not an option for both physical and mental reasons. Okay. Okay. So follow up to this, this kind of concept here. You got 16 years behind you. Does knowing that, well, and you mentioned that, you know, you've kind of given yourself the mental relief mm -hmm. from having to perform hard in the gym, that sort of thing. Um, I could see that going one of two ways. You know, you've got this huge amount of training time behind you. Does that allow you the inverse mental reaction of, Hey, I know I'm going to have a long runway in front of me to continue doing this thing. And there's going to be time to kind of pick up the ball and push hard at a later date. Or, is the weight of those 16 years and where you should be something that you have to deal with on a regular basis? Oh, well, yes to both. Luckily, luckily the last 16 years has given me the perspective to know that where I am right now is just a phase of life. And that that phase, even though when she's screaming bloody murder, it seems like it will never <laughs> end. I do, I can step back. But you know. <laughs> I can step back and realize that it actually will end. And there will be yeah. a time that the sun comes back out and 
the time and uh, to work out becomes greater the schedule becomes more routine i know that i i know this is just a phase so even in the dark moments i have to tell myself like you're just doing what you have to do right now this is not your new life forever you know it's just where you are now so that does help but still being a human you know like any other crossfitter there are things that i'm good at things that i'm worse at you know and one of those things does come up that i know that i should be good at and i don't have a good day even though i'll try to be logical with myself and it's okay as you're in this phase right now you got four hours of sleep last night what do you expect was going to happen it still can sting and i will say here's a funny story at about the oh i don't know maybe three weeks ago so maybe i was about 10 weeks the baby was about 10 weeks old I was just at the point where kind of like what you're saying is like, I got to prove that I can still kind of get after it. Even like, I just, I just, I don't know. I got to do something which is ill-advised and borderline (laughs) stupid, but I actually have to do it for myself. Even though I would never have a client, I would never have a client do it. I would never recommend anybody does it. It's dumb, Uh, but I have to do it. So what I did, and God bless my wife for being an angel because it took longer than 10 or 20 minutes. I'm like, this is what I got to do. And she knows she's married to an idiotic knucklehead, so she agreed, and you know she just took the baby. I went to, <laughs> I went to the track on a Monday. This is about oh, I, I think I, you texted me. I had about the ten week mark of the baby, and I did <laughs> Lynchman test thirteen, which is four hundred meter run, twenty burpees, four hundred meter run, nineteen, four hundred meter run, eighteen, all the way down to four hundred meters in one, while wearing a, a twenty pound vest. So it comes out to five miles of running and two hundred and ten burpees. And which is preposterous and stupid to do 10 weeks into having a baby, totally exhausted head to toe, it, you know, yeah. but I was like, you know what? I need to suffer today. Gotta do actually, it. actually, even just like a, my mental, you talked about like mental sure. health. I'm like, I kind of need to flog myself today Yep. to just get the demons out. You know, I, you know, call it call it what you will. I'll give you a different spin. You you, you need to turn the volume down on the rest of your life. Yes, yes, and yeah. so yeah. I I did that, and the the amount of suffering and misery was high, but also the human body is so peculiar that I set a lifetime PR on that workout. Oh wow, which is odd, right? That doesn't make yeah. you, you wouldn't expect that in your exercise science textbook, and then the very next day was a seven by one front squat. And my legs, as you could imagine, felt heavy and trashed from what I did on Monday. But again, understandably, I, I did something. I needed to do it again. I was like, this is stupid, but I don't care. I need to see what I got in the tank when I feel like garbage and I haven't slept. And I worked up to 90% of my lifetime best front squat the day after wow. doing that. So but what I think is cool about that is it's actually a testament to CrossFit. Like it's a testament to even though my training hasn't been optimal and hasn't been ideal mm-hmm. and it's been so heavily modified. And this is one of your big points, actually, I'll give you some credit. But the one thing that I have been is consistent. So even though I've had to modify a ton, my consistency has remained and that consistency paid off and the proof was in the pudding. And so for anyone, again, listening to this at home, I think I think the the moral of the story is yeah, you might feel like you're slipping. You might feel like you haven't PR'd in a while, but you probably actually don't even realize how much good you're doing and how much fitness you're maintaining yeah. just by continuing to get your butt into the gym. 
Yep. You're still making that deposit. Absolutely. Still important. It still Absol- counts. Absolutely. Doesn't matter if it's five bucks or five thousand. You're yep. moving in the right direction. One hundred percent. That's the important thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I uh, I just jogged my memory a couple of sentences ago about um, perspective on time and and that sort of thing. And this is it just kind of popped into my head. A friend of mine had a a baby. She's five now, I believe. One of my best friends. And um, he was saying when she was about two, she was going through this really rough time and, you know, very strong willed. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he was talking about this idea of being in the moment and, you know, a lot of lip service being given to that. <laughs> and he said, you know what? Having my daughter has convinced me that being in the moment is one of the worst curses that you could put on somebody because he's like, I've, I've got this kid. She's in the middle of a tantrum. And if that's what she's in the moment. So much so that she doesn't know that anything outside of that moment exists anymore. And if you're stuck in that state, what a terrible hell. (laughs) You're in the moment. It just might not be a good moment. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say that, you know, having the perspective of time, knowing that things aren't going to be permanent, I think that's really great to kind of hang out on. Um, But that's all the questions I've got for you. I mean, this is, I think it's really important for people to hear that. Life circumstance is not always going to be ideal. Yes. Um, even the really good things in life, like it's certainly a huge blessing. You guys have a healthy daughter and mm-hmm. that's awesome, you know, but it doesn't mean that it's a free ride. It comes with its own challenges and how you navigate that is going to be um, important. So it's like I said, yeah, I think you're a great voice for the every man that seems to be staunchly what you are really, really good at and committed to. And so it's awesome to see that you can take what you preach and make it work. So thank you for opening up. Of course, man. And the only thing that I'll add to it, because it just popped into my head, is somebody listening or watching might be like, okay, great, that all makes sense. But what about some of the most challenging and time-demanding days are your classic heavy days. So does that mean, you know, to really do a Mm. heavy day well, a full warm-up, increasing your working weights until you get to your working sets of a five by five back. So then cool. Like you're going to need an hour. Like, so have I just not gone heavy for the last 13 weeks? And I have gone heavy, but it's been again, different or modified. So if I have a short period of time, I might do something, which I walk into the garage. I start the clock. Let's say it's a five by five back squat. I do five back squats with an empty barbell. I do five hip and back extensions. I wait till the clock hits two minutes. I do five back squats at yep. 135. I do five hip and back extensions. I wait till another two minutes goes by. Five back squats at 185, five hip and back extensions. You know, and I play that game up till probably 225. That only takes eight to 10 minutes in. Again, it's not ideal. I'm not saying this is ideal. This yeah. is not how I lift heavy yeah. normally. Uh, but I'm now I'm up to 225. I've got in 20 hip and back extensions, which is nice. And then depending upon how my body feels, every two minutes, I'm going to make whatever kind of jump is appropriate for a set yep. of five. And when the clock hits 20 minutes, I rack the bar, I walk inside. And that that's happened regularly. Or I'll just do something like it's been a, a heavy back squat day. I got no time. I will throw on some knee sleeves, grab a pair of 65-pound dumbbells and stone cold, just lunge down the end of my driveway and back. <laughs> yes, that'll <laughs> as, do it. As, yep. You know, if I've got 10 minutes, go ahead and lunge a pair of 65-pound dumbbells for 10 minutes and tell me if you feel shortchanged. You know, yeah. like it's, it's, again, it's not the same as a seven-by-one back squat, and I get that, but if it was between that and doing sure. nothing, 
victory. It's a victory. Yeah, well, and I'll say too, you know, Matt Swift, who everybody should check him out. He was a former Masters Games champion. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, huge in driving spread of CrossFit in Australia, early adopter. And he's done a lot of work with Masters population. He's, he put together a, an online course that is available through CrossFit, specifically addressing Masters populations. And one of the things he talks about there is as you get a little bit older, you know, strength training, the frequency that of which you strength train becomes more important than the volume and the absolute loading that you're mm-hmm. doing. And so just exactly what you're describing, just getting in there and touching some load more regularly, even if it's not like that tippy top of the spectrum of what you can do, that exposure on a regular basis, even if it's brief, is going to do a lot more for you than every couple of weeks you do one drawn out beat down of a, of a strength training session. So I think, I think you're really onto something there. And that's cool that you've, you've found a way to keep yourself on track with that. It doesn't break the bank as far as time is concerned, but you still get to touch it. I think that's the, the right approach. Like you said, just just keep making the deposits. Some will be bigger right. than others, but yep. just consistency. Con, I mean, consistency is so absolutely mission critical. You know, period. Yep. Period. Agreed. End of story. So, yeah, that's that's it from how to stay in shape as a new dad. So hopefully that helps some folks out. Um, I guess I'll give you some updates maybe at the six-month mark or the year mark. We'll see if anything changes. Yeah, I, we I'll, check I'll let in. you know. Yeah, I'll let you know when we come out and kind of life goes back to normal. How long did that take? I will say with regards to the colic or reflux or anybody who's got a child suffering from that, um, we tried various medications. A lot of doctors say it's just time. And now at the 13-week mark, she is noticeably getting better. So that's so that's fantastic. Nice. The frequency and the intensity of her being upset has decreased. So I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, That's great. And as you say, as always, if you're listening to this in an audio format, of course, we appreciate that. But please go to the BTWB YouTube channel, find this episode, post some comments some thoughts, whatever your experience has been, if you're a new mom or dad, or just have something going on in your life that has decimated your schedule. It doesn't have, you know, maybe you're involved in something new at work or graduate school. Like, Hit us up. Let us know what that deal is. We read all those comments. They drive future content. So as always, for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood. Thanks for listening.